This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. We will post on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time for the foreseeable future as we navigate our way through this incredible crisis. First, a word about our sponsor, SAI Global. With the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic continuing to change rapidly, trust and integrity are paramount to business continuity preparedness. SAI Global is here to help compliance and risk professionals facing these challenges, including unprecedented business impacts from employee well-being to disrupted supply chains. SAI 360 is a cloud-first software and modern ethics and compliance learning platform designed to help you navigate risk from every perspective. To learn more about how you can protect your business operations and workforce during these uncertain times, visit saiglobal.com backslash risk for free resources, expert guidance, and industry-leading technology. Thanks again to SAI Global for sponsoring this most important podcast. In this podcast, I'm joined by Megan Doherty. Megan is the co-founder of One Stone Creative, a podcast production company. Megan asks the question, are you pod curious? And explains why you should be so in the time of COVID-19. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox back again for another episode. And I'm pleased today to have with me Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative. Megan wrote a blog post last week. Let me get the correct title of it. Taking offline activities online with your podcast. And I thought in view of the current coronavirus health crisis and economic dislocation, it really spoke to a lot of the issues that are important for the listener base of this podcast. So Megan, uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Always a pleasure, Tom. So, Megan, uh, why don't you uh, tell the audience a little bit about your journey into podcasting and One Stone Creative? Uh, Sure. I never actually set out personally to get into podcasting. Um, My background is in um, kind of online marketing training, um, online course building, kind of that sort of digital work. Um, And a couple of years ago, one of my former colleagues uh, reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to start a business together? And I said yes on the basis of wanting to work with her. Uh, rather than for any particular purpose. And so we decided to start a business and then we decided, okay, with your background in commercial radio, my background in digital marketing, we can do podcasting for people. Uh, So that's what we started to do, um, doing kind of uh, business to business podcasts uh, for small business owners uh, throughout America. So Megan, for uh, those who are pod curious, what are, why does podcasting as particularly at this point in time, supplement other forms of online marketing? Um, podcasting is, is so great because when you do it consistently, which you should do if you're a podcaster, um, it, do, it, it keeps you creating content. It keeps you talking to people. It keeps giving you something to promote. 
Um, it's a structured way to do a lot of different business activities all at once. Uh, and the kind of assets that you create from it, the podcast itself, and then everything that can come from it, um, that fills a lot of the gaps or the holes in your business in terms of your marketing. So it creates your social media shares. It can create your blog posts. Um, it's a really efficient way to do a lot of different work. So in this time of coronavirus and certainly uh, the economic dislocations that both our countries are facing, you actually laid out some benefits that are even more important now from podcasting. I was wondering if you could just walk through those for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the kind of specific benefits around uh, uh, podcasting, uh, there, I had five of them laid out, I think. There was uh, having a weekly structure, um, consistent content creation, networking, diversification of your marketing channels, and then staying connected with people. Um, so to quickly go through each of those, um, structure is so important because our structure is completely gone now. Um, even people who have been working from home, uh, it, it's different. It feels different to be doing it now. And so having a thing that you know you're going to be doing every Tuesday morning, um, it's nice to just have that to rely on. You can build the rest of your week around it. For consistent content creation, um, this one comes up a lot because everyone knows they should be creating content consistently. It's like, I'm going to blog every week. I'm going to do this every week. And Tom, you're probably the only person I know who actually does that without prompting. Uh, but um, having a deadline with yourself or if you've got a team helping you, you've got to get that content every week. And then at the end of the year, you've really created a lot. And that's hugely satisfying when you're doing it incrementally bit by bit. Uh, next, I'd say, is the networking. This one is kind of the superpower of podcasting, um, as I see it, because podcasts are in. Everyone likes podcasts. Not everyone, but most people like podcasts. They listen to them. And if you are trying to connect with people, others in your industry, potential clients, um, you can cold email for weeks and weeks and weeks and no one will ever you know, respond to you. And as soon as you say, hey, would you come on my podcast? Absolutely, you get on their calendar. Uh, and it's a really nice way to connect with people you wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with. And then diversification of marketing, kind of as I, I touched on a moment ago, um, the assets you create with your podcast can be used in a lot of ways. So there's the podcast itself, the audio channel, um, which is lovely because it's so user driven. So people listen to podcasts when they want to. And when it's out consistently every week, you become a part of someone's life when they really like your show. And that's that's a really lovely thing you're, you're with someone when they're going about their day um, and you really become part of their their schedule and routine. But it also gives you the social shares and it gives you something to put on your blog uh, and it gives you, you know, a reason to reach out to people and promote whether it's your list or people you're approaching. So it's a really nice diversification of marketing channels uh, that can tie well with if you do paid traffic or other kinds of content marketing. Uh, it's a really nice way to add multimedia to that. And finally, staying connected, um, especially if you have been working you know, in an office up until now and now you're at home alone without other people around, it's nice to talk to people and it's audio is a really intimate way to do so. Um, and it can be a little less stressful than a video call. Uh, not everyone likes being on video and seeing their face in a little square in the corner, but audio is, is pleasant. It's like talking on the phone like we all used to do back in the 80s and 90s. So Megan, the uh, how do, do you and your team at One Stone Creative help a business or even an individual think through uh, not only how to start uh, a podcast, but actually uh, some of the benefits that you uh, just uh, told us about. A lot of that happens during the podcast planning process. So we, we start with people when they are um, pod curious, when they're thinking, maybe this is right for me. It's something I should, I should explore. Um, something that I think a lot of people don't do when they start a podcast is have a goal for it. 
Uh, you know, maybe the goal is consistent content creation. Maybe the goal is networking. Um, but whatever that kind of main overarching goal is, that can be built into the processes that you build around it. Um, so if you are building this podcast to network and stay connected with people, the most important thing you're going to be doing every week is reaching out to guests to come join you on the show and then helping them promote it afterwards. And so what we'll do is a lot of what I do is bug people for content. So if someone says, I'm going to record every Tuesday, I'm in their inbox every Tuesday saying, hey, where's your new content? <laughs> and that's a really valuable thing for a lot of people because it's so easy to push off. It's so easy to push off doing that kind of content that you know you want to be making. Um, yeah, so it's the initial planning and then kind of the ongoing consistent, I'm the accountability for people to do the things that they want to do in terms of One Stone Creative. And our team um, makes them look and sound good with wonderful production and writing and all of those good things. So you spoke about uh, the podcast as another avenue or another approach to online marketing. Uh, do you find it to be complementary with some of the, uh, for instance, blogging or paid media or many of the things you did before you went into the podcasting realm? Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, a lot of it is intentionality. But if you're creating a podcast, um, knowing that you want it to work with, say, your paid traffic strategy, then you can be talking um, about things that you know perform well on paid traffic for your firm or for your company. So if you know people love um, everything you create about widgets and you get great search uh, results from your paid traffic campaign about your widgets, if you record podcast episodes about widgets, that's something you can direct paid traffic to. Um, it can be easier to get someone to opt in to listening to a podcast episode, maybe rather than buying something or giving you their email address. Um, so when you think about the content you're creating with your podcast, um, you can look at it in the context of the other things you're doing for your business. You know, does it match what you're writing about on your blog this week? Um, can you refer to it in the conversations that you're having or um, with the videos that you're making? And you got to make this interconnected web of content and it, it works together to get you towards your business goals. So one of the things that you and your production team do is not simply produce the podcast, but you also advocate a continued uh, reaching out via social media, sharing uh, between podcasts. I was wondering if you could explain a little bit of the power of that. Absolutely. So it's always easier to uh, get someone to add another podcast to their roster than it is to teach them how to use iTunes for the first time. Um, so when you, <laughs> it's, it's just much easier. People who listen to podcasts are often quite happy to add another one to their list and a huge mechanism for people discovering new podcasts to listen to are hearing about it on other podcasts. So when you do something like this, when you're a guest on someone's show, you can talk about your own podcast. I do not have one, um, for the record. Uh, but that is a way if someone is interested in the podcast that you're a guest on, um, they like what you're saying. Okay. They're going to add your show to the list and give you a try. Um, and then that, that works for everything that you do as well on social. And podcasters support each other. It's a really nice community, broadly. Um, people do collaborate. They do work together. And it's nice to have something to talk about. Um, you can tease an episode on social media and say, now, if you want to hear the rest of it, go listen, go listen, go listen. And as people start to listen, then they start to subscribe. And then your audience grows. Uh, Megan, uh, if our listeners haven't figured it out yet, you're not from Texas. Uh, and I am not from Texas, no. <laughs> My business partner is, though. <laughs> Indeed. You're not from the United States. You are domiciled in Canada. So I wanted to ex explore a couple of things. One, uh, do you see any difference in the podcast market 
from a Canadian or U.S. perspective, number one. And then number two, does the podcast really work across national boundaries? So do you have a clients with a podcast that has a international uh, sort of outside of Canada or the U.S. Uh, audience? As in many things, um, Canada, in terms of its you know marketing strategies, it's a couple of years behind the states in terms of just what people are doing and what they're doing. So there are lots of Canadian podcasts, but there are a lot more American podcasts. Um, you know, partly because there are a lot more Americans. We <laughs> don't actually, at the moment, have any Canadian clients. All of our clients are based out of the states, um, which is interesting. It's kind of funny to be a Canadian with no Canadian clients, but such is life. And I like Americans, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, podcasts are really international. So people will find, especially when they're starting, most of their listeners are going to be kind of their personal network, and that's often geographically quite um, closed. But after a couple of months, you're going to get listeners from all over the world. And you can see that in your podcast stats. If someone's listening from India or from the UK or from Australia. Uh, and the more you reach out to people in other countries, uh, the more they'll listen to you. And once you kind of get popular, uh, and you can get popular for the weirdest reasons. Like I know one person who is, for completely unknown reasons, just huge in Norway. Huge in Norway. Who knows why? But huge in Norway. <laughs> Um, so it's it's so easy to find the the search mechanisms for podcast. Um, they're open to anyone who has the internet um, for the most part, or unfiltered internet. And uh, yes, yeah, so people find what they like, uh, and there's no restriction geographically unless kind of one is put there in place artificially. So Megan, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if anyone wanted more information on One Stone Creative. Where could they go? They should go to onestonecreative.net. Uh, where they can find um, the blog post you reference, a couple of other things that we've written, uh, and they can book a call to talk with me about exploring the wonderful world of podcasts. Uh, even if they're just pod curious? I love talking to the pod curious. We're very open here. <laughs> well, Megan, this has uh, been a fascinating uh, exploration, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Me too, Tom. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like explored on this podcast, please shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, as a call to action, I would ask if you could to please tell one of your friends about the podcast so we can spread the word out about the newest podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. Also, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or a review, it would greatly help get this the word out about this most important podcast over the next several months. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me for our next episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.